Talking to Iranians in their own language. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. You probably haven't heard of Alan Eyre, but Iranians sure have. He's the State Department's Persian language spokesman, and he chooses his words carefully. Some sayings are sort of more appropriate for starting bar fights. Some are more appropriate for for speaking as a representative of the U.S. government, and you have to know how to differentiate between the two. Also, big gains for the Scottish National Party in the British elections. By seat number 40, we're like, yay! The cheerleading jean had started to wear down around 3 o'clock in the morning. Plus, an octopus story of mythic proportions. Our current world is really the remnant of a previous one, and the only survivor of that previous world is the octopus. Support for PRI's The World comes from Fox Searchlight Pictures, presenting Far From the Matting Crowd, the new film based on Thomas Hardy's classic love story starring Carey Mulligan, Matthias Schoenartz, Michael Sheen, and Tom Sturridge. In select theaters now. And by TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. Most of the TV news crews have left, but in a way, this is when the real story begins, as Baltimore starts its recovery from all the unrest that followed Freddie Gray's death. The tension between residents and police is still high, and today, Attorney General Loretta Lynch launched a federal investigation into the Baltimore police force. Everyone in the city has been impacted by what's happening, including immigrants. And that's where we begin today on The World as part of our Global Nation coverage. Reporter Bruce Wallace has a story of one immigrant in Baltimore who credits her African-American neighbors with helping her through this trying period. Grace Yeh is standing in front of one of the markets she runs in West Baltimore. A handful of National Guards are at a metal barricade nearby. It's a few days after the violence. Grace points to the name of her small shop, Blooming Sun, one she had up the street was called Hatunun. Well, meaning is sunrising. It's Korean for sunrise. For Grace, who moved to Baltimore from South Korea in the early 80s, the sun is a sign of hope. She had four shops in the neighborhood and talks fondly of her customers. She'd tell the kids that they could grow up to be president, like Obama. They'd bring her their report cards if they got good grades. They call her mama. Marvin Warfield lives nearby. Because she's like a mom of the community. If you go into a store, if you see right in the front window, you see pictures of kids in the community, pictures of family, um, little babies. People, when they graduate, they come and say, hey, Miss Grace, I just finished school with this. And she'll hang their pictures in the window. People say when money gets tight, Grace lets them have stuff, pay her back later. And neighbors took care of her, too. Like Earl Williams and his daughter Shanita. I meet them sitting on their stoop a couple doors down from Hatanoon Market. We used to take a dinner down there like on Christmas or Thanksgiving. She would be over on Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we would go there, down there and give her something. And Marvin Warfield tried to help Gracia two Mondays ago when looting and arson broke out. Warfield spent a lot of that day trying to calm things down in the city. Getting home that night, he saw fire down the street. And I just couldn't see anything. All you see is the street filled with black smoke. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have family down there. My first reaction was to go check on the family and get them out the house. And that's what we did. And then after that, we see that it was Miss Grace's store. The back of her store started to burn down. So my first reaction was to, this is Miss Grace's store. We got to help her because she helped us out so much. He and a few other people grabbed a fire extinguisher and ran some garden hoses down to the store. Grace and her son Ruben got there a little while later. It's a smoking... And, uh, you know, fire engine, 
but I can't believe oh this is my store and my heart was so trembling and uh, uh, how can this be happens to me um, but we're still living you know the fire gutted the store the only one of her four that Grace actually owned of the 250 stores damaged last week, about 50 were Korean-owned. There's talk of tension between these owners and their largely African-American customers. Grace and the people at her store don't see it. As she watched the flames that night, one of her regular customers came over and hugged her. She's just like uh, my dear sister, and she crying, and she hugged me, you know, tightly, and I'm very sorry. She just told me and crying. It was very warm to me, even though my store is burned, but my neighbor loved